behind you when you're gone There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app We are WRKN 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The three tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Pull Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director, Ken Trahan, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at Nash FM. 1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world via iHeart. You can also get us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon, 1061 FM. You can listen to our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on more at the top of the page and then click on podcast and you'll be able to catch what you missed or listen back if you'd like. You can email us at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Dot com or call the show at 504-260-1061, 260-1061. Coming up in about oh, 15 minutes or so, we'll visit with the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Omar Khan, New Orleans native, a guy that Ed Daniels and I know pretty well. So we look forward to that. Speaking of Ed Daniels, our co-host, is with us now from WGNO, CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Mr. Daniels, good morning to you. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. All good and ready to go. And much to talk about, of course, college baseball. Some really good results last night for Louisiana teams with one exception, and we'll certainly get into that. The latest on the 
Pelicans and the NBA will touch on that. Of course, the Saints and OTAs will get into that extensively as well. And as mentioned, we'll talk to Omar Khan. Before we get into all of that uh, for the next 10 minutes before we break and then uh, get Omar on, uh, the LHSA and the latest on that. As I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com, I thought it was a split decision. I think the concept of trying to redistribute teams into select rather than non-select is a positive if it actually happens and then sticks because then it gives you balance uh, within the uh, the two entities. On the other hand, it takes away the opportunity for select schools to stage their own championships at their own venues mm-hmm. and forces everyone to come back together. So uh, I think it's a split decision. I also think it's it remains to be seen if, in fact, it, as I said, can happen and then stick around because once the membership gets a chance to ponder it and vote on it, what are they going to vote or how are they going to vote? Because mm-hmm. the opportunity is there to say, we don't want to be select. So I'm keenly interested to see how this unveils itself, Ed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, first of all, um, the, uh, you, you know that there's going to be some kind of legislation proposed at the convention that will change all of this. You know it's going to happen. To, to, mm-hmm. to think that that is somehow not going to get to the floor, I mean, I just have a hard time believing that. I just do. I have a hard time believing that that this is going to stay the way it is. You know, I have a hard time believing that uh, that John Eric High School was just going to accept the fact that they're in select for now, and and that's going to stick. I just I just don't believe that, and I I think that it's going to change. Uh, how much it changes, I don't know. I think there'll be some schools that isn't there a July 1st deadline where you can change your your rules where you can you can be in a you know, you can be reclassified as, as non-select. I just think that there's a bunch of schools in here do not want to be in that category and are going to do everything they can to make sure they're not in that category. And as far as the select schools having to go back and um, compete at the same venues that the, the, the public schools do, um, I've talked to, a, you know, a handful of people about that. and. The, the private school people that I talk to say they'd love to do that if there were five classes. But there's not five classes, and there's not going to – I don't think we're ever going to have five classes again. You know, at least I don't see it for the foreseeable future. So, to me, the fact that three football games that were played at either two at Yeoman Stadium, one at Cajun Field, that after all expenses and the 10 percent to the Louisiana High School – Athletic Association, those games made $264,000, I think changed a lot of things, including this. And look, people can say what they want about it, they can deny that or whatever, but you know, the, the, the private schools were voted by the membership to have a chance, a chance to do their own championships. Am I correct? The membership that is voted correct. for that. Yes. Okay, the membership voted for that. Public schools voted for that. Nothing passes without a preponderance of public schools passing the legislation. Public schools voted for that. Well, what ha- other than the fact that the exorbitant amount of money that is being made by the private schools became public and, and obviously irritated a lot of people on the other side, what has changed? 
Well, to me, well, look, obviously what changed is money was made. I guess the, the answer to that question would be, why would anyone on one side who has what they want, which is a split, worry about what's happening on the other side with something that they freely voted to allow them to do? I, I don't really understand the logic in that. Well, I, can, I, can, I can answer that for you mm-hmm. because their championships were better. All right? That's all there is to it. If you look at all those venues, okay, Hammond was a great venue for baseball. Agree? Sure. Yeah, they were all good. Uh, look, yeah. the, venues, the venues are good on okay. both sides, as but I wrote the money, at CrescentCitySports.com. The, there's, jealousy, there's jealousy because of the money. All right. Mm-hmm. And when these schools found out what these other schools were making, they didn't want any part of that anymore. And look, the membership hasn't voted on it yet. But what was it, 15 to 6 on the select side? I mean, on the 16 the, to 5, yeah. 16 yeah. to 5, the executive committee voted for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what happened? They said, well, you know what? We gave you the opportunity to run your championships. You've done it too well and you've made too much money. That's got to change. That's what happened. Trying, trying to give the benefit of the doubt to everyone, I think there's also a thought process here that by trying to put people in select that maybe that will bring the organization back together and people will say, you know what, let's just play together. I still don't think that's going to happen, but I think that's one of the thought processes here as well. Look, if it actually happens, uh, this is a positive. If it, if it happens and it works and the membership sticks with it, when they vote again, when they vote as a membership in January, then I think the development of this week was positive, even though people won't get to play where they want to play, because you now have legitimate brackets and legitimate playoffs on the select side, which you haven't had previously. What's the old saying? You can't have everything come together in some way. Well, that's what this is. But if that does not happen and this does not stick, then all this has done is hurt the select schools even more, correct? Well, without a doubt. And look, if 4.4.4 can be, can be uh, used to invoke this rule and to force the private schools back to the same championship venues, why can't it be invoked to, to end the split? Well, I'm not an administrator, I cannot answer that question. So maybe you should ask that of someone else, right? So look, again, giving the benefit of the doubt to all involved, you hope that they're on the up and up, that this is all about trying to find a way to make the playoff system better. Even if this goes through, I still think they have to reduce the number of classes. We've said that over and over again. And the opportunity is there for the membership to do that. But do they really want to do it? You know, the select schools are every bit as culpable in not doing that as the non-select are. They, they don't have to have all the classes they have on the select side. They can reduce that, but they haven't well, done it. No, you can, have, you can have three divisions in football. Correct. But you know what? That's one less state championship trophy. Right. Well, but that, again, that makes my point that the select schools are just as culpable in that regard. Well, no, I, I agree, Kenny, but look. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many super positive things have happened since the vote in 2013? I mean, really. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, when, when Eddie Bonine wrote that it was a dumpster fire a long time ago and, and that email became public when it went to the NFHS, he, he was right. 
Nothing's changed. It's still a dumpster fire. I mean, what, what has changed? You know, come and, on. And the argument that is made by many, look, there are splits in a bunch of other states. And again, uh, I understand that. But the other states that you're talking about that are massive states that have three to five to eight times more teams or schools participating in athletics, there's no comparison. When you're talking about a state in Louisiana, when you have under 300 teams participating in football, and you have far less than that in some other sports, and you have a grand total of barely over 400 in the entire organization, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You don't have the numbers to justify being able to do that. But that's just my opinion, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, look, um, we'll see what happens in January. I, I think there'll be legislation pr proposed, several things that will reverse this. I don't expect it to stand. If it mm -hmm. does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But in the meantime, uh, I do not agree with allowing um, the schools to run their own championships. They run them well. They make a lot of money, and now you're pulling them back. Uh, I just, I just don't see it. Well, again, I'm all for unification at sites, just like you said earlier. If, in fact, the organization is united, I think that that's clear. Uh, like it was previously. If the organization was united and everyone was competing against each other, there's no question they should be together at the same sites. And again, we can talk about the sites forever and a day, mm -hmm. and it's not going to matter. As I said before, the sites on both sides are good. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the baseball uh, in Sulphur because of the nature of the setup. The people there do a great job. But I just think championships should be on, on championship fields and singular, not plural. You know, you don't have multiple basketball championship games going on at the same time in the same building, do you? You know, the same thing is true uh, with football. There's one game at a time, but in baseball, that's simply not the case because of the way it's set up. So to me, uh, that uh, it leaves a little bit to be desired. All right, we owe you a timeout here. It's 504-260-1061 because coming up next, we'll visit with a New Orleans native made good. Omar Khan, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, will join Ed and I. When we continue in just a moment, glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. It's the Three Tailgater Show here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. 
Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Carla's retiring early next month. We're all going to have to learn to pick up the slack. The dessert-making role at Sawyer's Restaurant, deserted. Tom, if you can handle beignets. They need a new pastry chef who can souffle like it's a piece of cake. Come on, guys, we've got a line out the door. How much longer for those croissants? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great, from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked, so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts. Designed to be worn, untucked. Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair going on now. See open positions at Los Efe's Grill, Woodhouse Day Spa, Minton Dentistry, Silver Slipper Casino, Lakeview Harbor, Juniors on Harrison, Church's Karate, Republic National Distributing Company, and Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on the Cumulus Job Fair link. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Really good news most recently emanating out of Pittsburgh in one of the model franchises in the NFL. Toward the end of May, final week of May, it was announced that Omar Khan has been elevated to general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, significant on many fronts. Number one, this is a young man who's made himself good by working extremely hard and getting himself to a position to be finally given this opportunity because, frankly, Ed and I have openly questioned why he hadn't been given an opportunity previously, but all's well that ends well because he ends up in a position with the organization he's been working so well for for so many years now. Of course, Omar, a native uh, from New Orleans and Archbishop Rommel High School and Tulane University. So a lot of people here extremely happy for him and, and also very proud of what he's been able to accomplish. And he's gracious enough to join us now to give us a little bit of his time. Omar, first and foremost, welcome and congratulations, my friend. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, great to hear your voices. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing good, man. Super. Yeah, all good. Ed's doing super. I'm just doing good, so it's okay. So good. I'm doing super, Omar. <laughs> I'm doing I, super. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's our pleasure. Look, I, I guess we should start with you know, a little Raider pride, right? Absolutely. <laughs> all good. So 
I, I get. I don't know if this was from your perspective when we talk about you know getting to where you got when, when you got the the word. What did you feel? Number one, did you expect it? And and just what was the the feeling uh, that you had? How elated were you? Uh, it was an amazing feeling. Obviously, when you go through this process, um, you're confident and you're hopeful. And sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But um, you know, when Mr. Rooney called me in, we sat down, we had a conversation about the job and the role and um, all the different aspects of it. Um, you know, when he offered me the job, I was trying to control myself. But inside, I was extremely, extremely excited, and I try to stay composed. Uh, I think I did. But it was a tremendous feeling. It's a dream come true for me. Ed? Omar, you guys have, have done some interesting things in the first round the last couple of years. You, you, you drafted a quarterback this year, and then you drafted Najee Harris, who had a great rookie year. Uh, that's, that's not always what people do, especially in this draft. What did you guys like about Pickett so much? Okay, we're, we're, we were elated to have the opportunity to uh, to draft Kenny. Uh, he brings so much to the table. His leadership, obviously, as a player, he's a he's been successful. Has great quarterback traits. Uh, and he's a winner. Uh, same thing with Najee. Uh, these, these are Steelers. Um, we were, we were excited that both of them were there, and we had the opportunity to draft both of them. Now, I, I know the Saints talk about going for high character guys. How much time do the Steelers, and how much time do you spend on that? We we obviously that's 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 key for us, and I, I I'd be surprised if it's not for most organizations, if not all. Uh, but we spend a great deal of time, you know, researching every player. Uh, we, we talk to people at the universities, uh, people around them. Uh, just it's, it's it's part of the process. It's a very important pro- part of the process for us. And that's Omar Khan with us from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Omar, talk about, before we talk more about your football experience now, what you took away from your experiences, you know, how it shaped you, what you learned from Archbishop Rummel, from Tulane, and, and then with the New Orleans Saints as well. So if I had to go back and do it all again, I'd do it the same way, honestly. Uh, Rummel for me was tremendous, just the bond that I formed. It was the right school for me uh, at that point in my life. Um, you know, I have no, no regrets. I loved every minute of it. Uh, you know, you guys have heard me say this time and time again when we, we've connected how much I love New Orleans and Metairie and, and that community. And for me, Rumble was just, it, it was truly special. And, um, you know, I, I, I love this, the school. Um, that love from day one, I just fell in love with it, and it was the right, right school for me. You know, and then Tulane, you know, I wasn't ready to leave New Orleans at that time. I, I loved it down there. You know, my family was down there. I had a great deal of friends. And, you know, when I visited the campus, it was just, it felt, it felt like it, it was for me. And no regrets. It was uh, tremendous. Both those places have set the standard and laid a foundation for me. Omar, we got, we've got two guys from Tulane who are general managers in the NFL. That's pretty cool. Huh? Very cool. Very, very cool. Terry, Terry's a great Great person, great general, man, great general manager, and uh, I'm excited that we can represent, hopefully, the Green Wave uh, proudly. And, Omar, what about the Saints and, you know, what you took away from that experience here and what you were able to glean from that before you went to Pittsburgh? So, you know, get, getting that call back in uh, 1997 from uh, Chet Franklin, 
to come and interview for an intern position. I, I, I'll never forget. It was in, uh, I, I, I w- got home to my parents' house, um, and there was a voice, you know, we, this is before the voice, but it was one of those answering machines I hit play, and it said, hey, this is Chet Franklin from uh, the Saints, wanted to talk to you about a possible intern position. I, I, I'll never forget uh, that message. Um, and it was, you know, I grew up a Saints fan. My dad, my dad and I spent, um, you know, Sundays in the Dome and watching the Saints during a fun time for that franchise. Um, and, and, you know, to get the opportunity and the call to go work for the Saints was just, like I said, a dream come true. Had four great years there. Uh, had the opportunity to work in many different aspects um, of the business of the NFL, of, of the team. Uh, it was just a great experience. You know, I, I felt like when I left there, I left uh, a more well-rounded individual, uh, both professionally as a person, and, um, again, the Saints and being in New Orleans really set uh, a great foundation for me moving forward. Ed? Omar, do you, do you see a lot of um, similarities between the way the Saints do business and the way the Steelers do business and the fact that I don't, I don't think either club has ever made a huge emphasis of free agency, fill in some things there, but have always been building through the draft. Do, do you see some, some common threads there? Yeah, you know, I said in my initial press conference that, you know, this, this Kevin Colbert, who was very instrumental in my career here, um, he always emphasized the importance of building these things in the draft, and that's not going to change. Um, the one thing I will say, you know, in terms of similarities, I, the Benson family was tremendous uh, to me. You know, Mr. Benson was great when I was there to me. He really taught me a lot, spent some time with me. We had a great relationship um, I, I got a nice, you know, Mrs. Benson, I've gotten to know her through the years and meetings, and she sent me a nice note um, uh, the other day. Um, and, and, you know, the Rooney family here, you know, what can you say? The Rooney family, I mean, it's one of the greatest fan, sports families of all time. Um, but th- that, that's another similarity I'll mention. Now, Kevin Colbert is a guy, correct me if I'm wrong, that didn't trade up, he believed, for the most part, he believed in drafting at his position. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask Kevin, you know, exactly what his philosophy was. I, don't, I think we traded up to get Troy Palomalu uh, and uh, Devin Bush were the two in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, if there's an opportunity to get a, a player that you're targeting, I mean, you always keep all options open. Omar, we hear so much about the Rooney family and, and just how – how solid they are and, and what they've meant to the league and uh, the Patriarch. I think everyone was so happy when uh, the Steelers won that first Super Bowl because of uh, how much he had gone through and how good a person he was. And I think the Steelers are the ultimate example of stability because it's been the Rooney family. And then from a coaching perspective, it's been what three guys, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin over such an elongated period of time. Is that the secret to success, stability and ownership and stability in terms of who's running the franchise? Obviously, that's a rarity in sports, but it's, it's um, obviously I'm grateful for that. That's, uh, I've benefited from that. But, you know, I, you know, you'd have to ask them, but I, I would have to say it absolutely is. And, you know, the, in this business, sometimes you just have to accept that you have to ride the roller coaster to the top. And, um, you know, we've done it here. Uh, been a part of one of. I've been a part of one ownership group here in the twenty plus years I've been here. 
uh, two head coaches, two great head coaches, uh, one general manager. So, yeah, the continuity is, is obviously great, and it's worked here. Another one of the comparisons between the Saints and the Steelers would be the iconic quarterbacks for such an, a long period of time, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh and, of course, Drew Brees in New Orleans. Very similar dynamic to, to legendary guys who won Super Bowls and were just great players and will be Hall of Fame players. And, and now both franchises trying to, to really find that identity beyond those, those guys. Talk about that and, and how tough that is when you have such an iconic figure at the most important position. Yeah, I, I can't speak for the Saints, but I know we, we had a great run with, with uh, Ben. Um, you, you know, maybe you can say you were, we, we were spoiled a little bit, but I, I can tell you the group that we have now, we have a lot of confidence in and think, and think the future is bright with this group at the position. Ed? Omar, Omar, what do you think is the, uh, the biggest challenge for the NFL moving forward? What do, what do you think has changed the game is there anything that like super concerns you moving forward as far as the league is concerned? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, you know, I see myself as an optimist, you know, and I, and I see the direction the league's going I, obviously with, with media and social media, negative aspects of the business are probably going to come to the forefront, maybe more than they should. Um, it's just, a, it's just something that's natural, but, you know, I, I, I'm a great believer in the NFL and in this league, and you know, I, I just—it's been so important. It's been so instrumental in my life that you know I, I see so much good in what it, what this league um, allows you know us to do, and allows a lot of you know a lot of people that are in it to do and accomplish. And I, I just you know I, I see the good in the league, and I, I just think there's so much more good than than not. Omar, your division has turned out to be a very tough division. You know, Cleveland, of course, has a new quarterback, a talented guy, and some issues to deal with there. Cincinnati emerged as a great story last year with a lot of guys with local ties to Louisiana. And then, of course, Baltimore is still Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson, uh, with his whole contract situation, remains to be seen how that's resolved, but that's a tough team. That has turned out to be a very tough division, hasn't it? i got to tell you, I love this division. I mean, I've been here 20 plus years, and the rivalries have just been awesome to be around. You know, the Steelers, Ravens, the Steelers, Browns, the Steelers, Bengals. It's it's just been awesome. Um, you know, we embrace the challenge year in and year out, and um, I'm excited that we're a part of this division. It's 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 been a lot of fun, and it's going to continue to be fun. A couple more minutes with Omar Khan, Ed. When you have to play against Joe Burrow twice a year, it's, you certainly have to raise the bar a little bit, don't you? Joe Burrow's a great football player, a great quarterback, for sure. And then, of course, when you look at the entire AFC, right now, it's certainly, at least from appearances, looks like the AFC is the deeper conference. Buffalo's emerged as a really outstanding team. Kansas City is still Kansas City. Obviously, the teams in your division we just talked about, Cincinnati made it to the Super Bowl. You know, you look at Tennessee, that's a good football team. There's just a lot of good teams in the AFC right now. It, it certainly looks like the balance of power has shifted a bit to that conference. I mean, the season will, will speak for itself, but we, we welcome the challenge, and we, uh, you know, we, we're excited about being in the AFC and, and what the season brings for us. Now, Omar, so you keep... 
Yeah, go ahead, Ed. I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead, Ed. So uh, how has it been living in Pittsburgh all these years? Oh, I mean, you know, you, you come from the south, you go to a new part of the country. Kenny and I both love Pittsburgh. We think it's a great city. Um, what's it, what, what was the adjustment like there? And, and you've made a home there now. And um, it, are there, as far as the passion from the fans and so many people being from that area, in, in some ways it reminds me of New Orleans in that regard. Obviously, I grew up a uh, passionate Saints fan, and I can tell you just being here for 20-plus years, the passion of, of, of the fans here in Western PA and the Steelers Nation, I just I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, they're second to none, um, and I'm, I'm so thrilled that I'm a part of it. Um, you know, I bled black and gold and different shade of black and gold in New Orleans. Now I believe it's the Steelers black and gold here, and, you know, there's similarities, but I, I got to tell you, this, this Fan base in Pittsburgh and the Steeler Nation is is just really tremendous, second to none. One or two minutes left with Omar. So, the, so are the you guys coming up? Are you are you guys coming up for this game? Yeah, listen, now uh, that's that's a that's a great question. A I want question. to. Yeah, yeah, I want to because uh, I'm going to have you guys bring me some uh, some some stuff from down there. So just be ready. <laughs> have a few requests. There. <laughs> tell, tell me exactly what you want, whether it's king cake, oysters, crawfish, whatever it is, you tell me. And, uh, one way or the other, we'll make sure we get it there. What, what's, what's Kenny, the you're in charge of bringing the live crawfish, so that's, that's your All right. responsibility. I the live crawfish. Get it up here. That's your responsibility. <laughs> the live crawfish. Wow. Little, you know, I'll ask my like, wife how I get that transported there. I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm going to make a way to do it, though, one way or the other. You know what? It's, it's, it's not that time of year, though, oh. I mean, it's, it's no. You're uh, right. You're right. It's. I mean, we, you might hey, have Ken, to Kenny will figure it out. Kenny will figure it out. We'll <laughs> have to figure it out. Yep. Uh, hey, last thought. You know, you have you have good facilities there. Heinz Field is a nice place, but man, I, I am a I'm a huge Major League Baseball guy. I love going to Major League ballparks. I think I've made 28 now, and got a chance to be there doing play by play for the Arena Football Team a few years ago, and got to PNC Park twice and and you guys sweet in fact and that is a gorgeous park Heinz is a really nice facility but pnc special man when you look out and see the clemente bridge and you got those sight lines and just the ballpark itself that's a fantastic place yeah it, it, it truly is both 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 facilities to me are very special um but to watch a baseball game you know i haven't been to many baseball games at other other uh facilities but uh Heinz Field excuse me PNC Park is really really a great place to uh to watch a, a baseball game I think the only other baseball my dad took me one time to watch an Astros game back at uh old Astros what was it called the Astrodome back Astrodome, back in yeah. the day and uh but PNC Park is great great place to watch a baseball game well great facilities great franchise great guy and I certainly enjoyed that. And you know what I did? Oh, I went to the Franco Harris statue and did the pose. At, I, at I, the I, airport. I, at the airport, yeah. I did the same thing, by the way. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you, and, you know, um, I, I have a few Raider friends, and, and they still haven't gotten over that. And, it, and I think it's 50 years this, this year, isn't it? I think it is. Uh, yeah, th- we're, yeah, we're celebrating it uh, the yeah. week of uh, Christmas weekend against the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally, <laughs> that weekend, 50th uh, anniversary of uh, Franco's uh, Immaculate Reception. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. going to be exciting. Christmas Hell Eve night, yeah. I believe it is. 
Yeah. Oh boy, I'm sure I'm sure all those Raider people will love it. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, I, I can't tell you how many requests, as soon as the schedule came out, how many requests I got for that uh, Saints-Steeler game. And um, so it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of people from New Orleans that I know coming up for that game. The requests have already started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's know, knowing that Kenny's going to find a way to get us that live crawfish, I'm sure I'll be able to host a uh, crawfish bowl that weekend. <laughs> I'm going you know to make I'll every effort. I'll designate that to him, Omar. I'll let him handle that. Perfect. If if I can't deliver the live crawfish, I have a lot of connections here. Ed always jokes about my restaurant connections. So if it's not that, it'll be a whole bunch of beignets, okay, one way or the other. Uh, hey, no excuses, Kenny, no excuses. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I appreciate that. No, just seeing you, guys, seeing you guys would be great. Well, we, we, we certainly I'll- hope that that happens. And Omar Khan, really appreciate the time. And, and again, on behalf of... Everyone associated with Archbishop Rommel, Tulane, the New Orleans community, uh, congratulations. We are so happy for you. You probably know this because I've conveyed it to you before, but we've, we've talked about you on this show. We've been doing this show for almost 30 years now, and we talked about you frequently about how you're long overdue for the opportunity. And, you know, as a, uh, as a person of faith, I believe God had a plan. And, and rather than you landing one of those other jobs, he, he kept you around to land the best job you could possibly find right there at home in Pittsburgh. Well, I appreciate it, and that, that's that's how I feel. And you know, I can tell you, born and raised in New Orleans, I'm I'm proud to say that I'm a Rumble Raider, and I'm very proud to say that I'm a Tulane Green Wave. And you know, I have a lot of great memories, friends, and a lot of love for that area down there. You know, I, I make it back, you know, four or five times a year. So hopefully, I get to catch up with you guys next time I'm down there. You got it. Uh, Rudy Dixon, our producer of Rommel Graduates, playing the Rommel Fight Zone for you right now. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, good. Omar, thank you so much for Thanks. the time. Congratulations again. And, Thanks, guys. And I'll work hard on the crawfish here. I appreciate it. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Ed. Thanks, Ed. You got it. Talking All right, Omar. Thank you. Omar Khan. Look, it's a feel-good story, Ed. And, again, you know, we know him personally, so there's that. And... There's a friendship that exists and a tremendous amount of respect. But at the same time, this is a guy that's richly deserving of the job. I mean, he's, he's paid his dues. He's worked his way up. So, so many opportunities that, that were there and he was so close on and didn't get them. But as I said, I think it was, it was perfect because it was all about the fact that he would end up staying right where he's at in a great organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of similarities there with, with, the, uh, with the Saints and the Steelers. I remember when Omar was working for Terry O'Neill. When, uh, when he first got into the, uh, to the NFL back in the late 90s. And um, I, I think there's a, a lot of similarities between the organizations as far as uh, stable ownership. They both had great quarterbacks. And I think they both have uh, – their, their philosophies are not identical, Kenny, but I think that, you know, there's so many uh, teams now who are, who are going to a little more of a win-now uh, personality when they're maybe – uh, emphasizing the draft a little less. I mean, the Rams are certainly uh, on the far end of the scope with the Saints and the Steelers, but I think the Saints and the Steelers in a lot of ways have the same philosophy, even though well, they don't do things exactly the same. Right. Well, there's a lot of similarity, and in fact, of course, the the family-owned franchises and families from those communities, too, that's, that's obviously another part of the similarity, which he pointed out as well. And and I think this, the similarity of the quarterback position is also striking. I really do. I know he didn't want to talk about that a whole lot, but the fact of the matter is they've had to move on from a, an iconic figure 
Uh, may, some may have thought stuck around one year too long, much like the Saints did. And that's a hard thing to do. Sean Payton did it for one year and got out. Uh, Mike Tomlin is trying to stick through it because Payton and Tomlin were right there next to Belichick as the longest tenured coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, anytime you, uh, you move on from a franchise quarterback, I thought it, I thought it was pretty interesting that they, they, uh, they uh, stuck their neck out there at uh, pick 20 and took Kenny Pickett. But look, Kenny, I, I think it was a great risk because here's why. If he mm-hmm. works out and he's a franchise quarterback, then he's cost you one first-round pick. All right? Look at the price that other teams paid for guys who didn't work out. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz right off the top. You know, two guys who cost their franchises enormously. And, you know, they, uh, they, they're able to get a player that they think is going to be a really good player, and it only cost them their first-round pick. I think it's a huge bargain, and if it works out for them, it's a tremendous selection. If it doesn't work out, it's only cost them one first-round pick, not three. No doubt. Uh, it's a bold move on their part, and obviously when you pick a hometown guy, that's going to lend a lot more to it in terms of pressure too. So that's another interesting dynamic. That either works out incredibly well or not well at all. Yeah. So. Yep. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Interesting player. But, again, congratulations to Omar Khan. Uh, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join in the conversation. We'll pick up on the NFL by talking about the Saints next and OTAs and more. Still to come, college baseball talk extensively. NBA playoffs and the Pelicans, you bet. All of that. Glad you're with us. And whatever else you'd like to discuss, again, at 504-260-1061, Back in a moment, Ed and Ken, 3 Tailgater Show, here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. This week on The Upsiders, Clarice longs to see Johnny, but is concerned about high gas prices. Johnny? Clarice, I must see you. Oh, Johnny, gas prices are too high to go anywhere. I'm afraid we'll never be together. It's not true. Just use the free Upside app and get real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. We can be together, Clarice. How could the Upside app help us be together? Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Our love cannot be stopped if we use the free Upside app. I'm downloading the Upside app right now so we can finally be together. Saving money on gas doesn't have to be dramatic. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code 2022 for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Cash out anytime, right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card. Download the free Upside app and use promo code 2022 for a 25 cents per gallon bonus or more on your first tank. 
hurricane victims. Good news. Here's a company that can maximize your claim and make your insurance do what's right. Here's what folks had to say about them. My insurance kept changing adjusters on me. That stopped when ClearClaim got involved. Insurance told me I didn't have enough damage to meet my deductible. Then I got a ClearClaim and ended up getting paid more money than I thought possible. My insurance only wanted a patch of my roof instead of paying for a full roof. ClearClaim told them, no way, you aren't getting away with that. I lost all hope after the hurricane until I spoke with ClearClaim. I was shocked with joy when they made my insurance pay me $92,000 more. I was worried about having to pay for a public adjuster, but after I realized how it works, it was a no-brainer. Listen, folks, you pay for insurance, then when it's time for them to pay you, they play games with your money. You've got two choices, do nothing and get nothing, or look out for you and your family and call ClearClaim today. Even if your claim has already been paid, closed, or denied, that's fine. Even if you've already done repairs, call 504 Four six seven seven eight thousand. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro Refrigerant and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate, plus earn double O rewards points with the purchase of select AC Pro Refrigerant products. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro Refrigerant at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. And again, thanks to Omar Khan for spending time with us this morning, and kudos to him, and best of luck to Omar and the Steelers in the AFC. The New Orleans Saints continuing OTAs this week. Minicamp coming up in about a week and a half from now. I guess the takeaway from this week was Jarvis Landry was here, and he said all the right things. The Saints said all the right things. So, kumbaya. It looks good, Ed. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for, what, for the, the, the price point for Jarvis Landry, I think was, uh, was great. I think he could uh, really help the Saints a lot. It would be nice to see him uh, prolong his career for a long time and do it here. And, um, you know, like I said before, when you, when you look at their, 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 their receiver uh, position, they're a lot better. They're loads better than they were a, a year ago. And I think that's going to help the quarterback tremendously. So, uh, I mean, that, that's when you, when you potentially have the return of Mike Thomas and you add Jarvis Landry and you, and you draft Chris Olave, then, you know, you're just going to be a lot better at that spot. And they weren't very good at it last year. So this is, a, as we've talked about, a better roster. I think we both feel that way than what we saw at the end of last year. And yet, there are still legitimate questions. A running back, clearly a question. Not just about Kamara and when he's going to play or when he's not going to play, but about Mike Ingram at this stage, who he is, what he can be. Uh, Tony Jones, who didn't give them what they hoped he would give them a year ago. 
whether Abram Smith can be a guy that can contribute or whether they should go out and get another veteran player at tight end where Adam Troutman was disappointing last year. I got a little better as the season went on. Uh, Nick Vanette is, is, is a journeyman uh, who's a blocker but not a receiver. And then Taysom Hill, but he's coming back from a serious Liz Frank injury, so that is a question. Left tackle, is James Hurst going to be the guy, the holdover, or is the draft pick Henning going to get that opportunity to start early on, if not from day one? And then on defense, I think it's all about safety because you're replacing two starters there. Marcus May figures to be suspended to start the season because of the DUI situation, at least initially. And then Tyran Matthew, we know he can play, but how quickly can they mesh? How well can they play? How much will May not be in there hurt? And so I think there are legitimate questions that exist, even though this is a pretty solid roster. Yeah, you know, look, what, what is the strength of this team? It's their defense, and I still think it's their offensive line. Don't you? Well, I would say their defense, their offensive line, I'd leave that a little bit open to question because of Cesar Ruiz, uh, mm-hmm. because of Andres Pete's health, whether he can stay on the field, and because of left tackle. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, not as, I'm not as convinced about that yet. Uh, I think it's obviously in a little better shape than it was when we last saw them because Ramchek is healthy. We know McCoy's a solid player. You know, if Pete can stay on the field, he's not a great player, but he's a, he's a solid player. Uh, can Doug Marone get something more out of Ruiz? And who is that left tackle? So I think defense as a whole, yes, I agree. Offensive line, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm not totally convinced. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I still think it's a good position. I still think they're they're good defensively. Uh, you know, when they when they traded when they traded a, a couple of picks to get up to get. Uh, Chris Olave, including a first-rounder, that kind of right. heard me to say that they probably moved from drafting a running back, but I think that Abram Smith is going to get a real chance. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I think he'll get a chance. I think he's, again, we've talked about this, but based on who he is, based on his productivity and where he played at and who he played against, sure. I mean, he's, he's a good football player. And we all know that running backs, you can get running backs in mid-rounds, later rounds, or even undrafted, that can be very good players in the NFL. So I think that's there. I keep using the comparison to Pierre Thomas because I think it's valid. You know, Pierre Thomas was not drafted. Pierre Thomas was not big, but he was big enough. Pierre Thomas was not fast, but he was fast enough. Pierre Thomas was not a great receiver, but he was good enough. And Mm -hmm. he was just a good player in all phases, including pass protection. And I think there's some degree of, of comparison that is likely to be made here based upon this being an undrafted free agent. Like Pierre, a very productive player in college and a significant program or in a significant conference. And a guy based on productivity and based on the, uh, just the eyeball test, he passes it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, just because a guy wasn't drafted nowadays, there's only seven rounds, doesn't mean you can't find a gem. Don't mean doesn't mean you can't find a really good uh, football player. But I think that's one area where uh, where they'll be looking in camp and they'll be they'll be perusing to see what other teams do. Maybe there's somebody available. Maybe there's a chance that you can find a team that has too many running backs that you can trade 
a low-round selection next year to maybe get one of those guys. There's a possibility there, and people have even mentioned Latavius Murray. I mean, I, I get it. He's a year longer in the tooth, though, and you've got Ingram here uh, of that ilk already, so I don't know about that. I know there was a flirtation with Michelle. There was a flirtation with Darrell Williams, but obviously you know, there's a price to pay, and you know you have to be able to meet that, and, and you can't mortgage a franchise in that situation. They didn't feel like they could do that with those particular guys. So, look, I, I think the other questions, as we've talked about frequently, still are there about Sean Payton to Dennis Allen, what's it going to look and feel like, and Jameis Winston and his, his health and his overall play over the course of an entire season. I think those are, are still questions to be answered. And I think the way they were using Winston last year was working, as I've said many times. Uh, could they have asked him to do more? At some point, yes, but based on the limited resources at receiver that they have, I think it was the right approach. Now it's going to be interesting because they've surrounded him with, with much better receivers to see how they, in fact, call a game. I still think they want to run the football, Ed. Well, Dennis Allen said that. I, I, don't, I don't think there's, uh, there's any great secret. I, I, I think they're going to try to run it a lot and uh, – you know, they'll be balanced, but I also think that what I'm curious to see is what the passing game looks like. Is it more of a vertical game now that, uh, that they have more weapons? Um, you know, what, what will that look like? Will that concept change much? But I'm also interested to, think, to see, I think one of the things about having a new head coach is those in-game decisions that can often decide a game, and they don't happen every week in the NFL, but you know, they may come up four or five times a year at really critical times where a coach has to really go with his gut. Maybe he doesn't go off the chart and goes with his gut and says, hey, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. And um, I'm curious to see how Dennis Allen handles those things because you knew what Sean Payton was going to do. Sean Payton was going to be aggressive. He was. And, again, similarities because you work together for so long but different personalities – and as many people have pointed out, you still got Pete Carmichael in the fold, and a head coach has to be able to delegate. It's his responsibility ultimately, but uh, people have asked me, what do I think? I said, my thought is simple. He's going to be the head coach. He'll have veto power over everything, but he'll still run the defense, and he'll let Pete Carmichael run the offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think, that's, I think that's accurate, you know? And like I said... I don't, I don't understand people who, who talk about the fact that, you know, the Saints have somehow not had a good offseason. I, I think they've had a very solid offseason. I really do. Well, I certainly think so. Look, when you lose, you know, guys like Marcus Williams, who you, you couldn't afford, and Malcolm Jenkins, who retires, and you replace them with a, a couple of starters, you know, that are, you know, not – you know, not over the hill by any stretch, Marcus May and Tyran Matthew. I think that's a pretty good job in that regard. You're able to bring back Bradley Roby, which I think was important to have that third cover corner that you can count on because now you don't have to rush Alante Taylor, who, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, has a lot of promise. So Adebo's a year older. You like that. You got Pete Werner, who showed very well as a rookie, and you're counting on to be a, a regular guy now. You're going to get back Passignon, who was hurt. You're going to get Peyton Turner back as well. 
and you got on Yamada for a full year. So you got to like that front. This, this front has a chance to be really good, and it has, to be, has a chance to be one of the best pass-rushing defensive fronts in the league, I think, based on just the talent that's on hand. And, and Turner's the wild card because you don't know what you're going to get from him. Well, you know, look, I, I, uh, I, I still think uh, they've, got a, they've got a really good defense. I think they're going to be better offensively. And even with all the stuff that happened last year, they were a nine-win team. And, it, and it's something you pointed out, I think, is a, is a, is a good thing to, to realize, too. I think the division's going to be worse. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be better, and I don't think Carolina and, uh, and uh, Atlanta. Atlanta are going to be appreciably better either. Do you? No, I don't see that at all. Yeah. I don't think Tampa Bay's as good. They can't be as good when you lose two starting offensive linemen and Antonio Brown and Gronkowski. You can't. And then the Falcons, clearly in a rebuild mode. Carolina, I'm not sure what the mode is there. I'm, I'm not really understanding what approach they're taking. I get what Atlanta's doing, okay? Mm-hmm. But with Carolina, I really don't know what they're yeah. what they're what they're doing there. I, I just don't. Uh, is 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 Atlanta trying to draft Bryce Young? You know, that's interesting that you bring that up because because you know, because <laughs> no one no one will ever admit no, that. No, okay? the whole tanking but, thing, right? Yeah, right. But when you trade Matt Ryan, okay, and and you don't make a big step to get another quarterback, and you mm-hmm. sign Marcus Mariota, who a lot of teams could have signed. Is that accurate? Is that fair? Of course, he was out there, yes. Uh, right. A lot of teams could have signed Marcus Mariota, and you didn't. And apparently, he's going to be your quarterback. Who else? Did you draft a quarterback? Did they draft a quarterback? Well, I mean, when you look at what they're doing right now, right. And I, I understand what Terry Fontenot's thinking. Clearly, they're in a position where they feel strongly that they've got a future by starting over again, not by trying to patch it up. They drafted Desmond Ritter, you know, to go along with Mario. There you go. Desmond Ritter is so, a third-round pick. And then they, you know, they've got – there's talk about Debo Jones moving on. I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah. But, but my point is, if you're drafting Desmond Ritter and he's on the field this year, then you're not – then you're really not trying to win this year. You're trying to build. I mean, you're always trying to win. Don't get me wrong. I think you are, at least. But my, my point is – is that when, when a team does what they did at the most important position on the field, that mm-hmm. they trade Matt Ryan, then I think what they're telling you is we're trying to set ourselves up for the future. And look, I think they're, the tight end that they drafted from Florida is a great player. He's a good player. I mean, I mean you, you watch him play. I'm like, holy smoke. If they, if they ever build a team around that guy, he is tremendous. So I have no problem with that pick. But to me... Uh, you know, I'd, if if they all of a sudden had a bad year, all right, they had a bad year, then they could draft a quarterback and then they could hire a former Saints head coach. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that, would, that would cause the ultimate uproar. Oh, I yeah. understand. Yeah. But, 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 let me, but let me ask you this, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Falcons have good ownership. The Falcons have good ownership. I think Terry Fontenot is going to be a, a, a fine general manager in the mm-hmm. NFL. Okay? Agreed. He's a really sharp guy. I think he's going to do quite well. But if all of a sudden 
you drafted a guy like Bryce Young as your quarterback, mm -hmm. who would you want developing him? Sure, I got it. No, I understand. And, and you know what? I think the Saints, if that happens, the Saints ought to say, okay, then that's fine, but, but we want the compensation that the, uh, that the Raiders gave the Bucks. Yeah, two ones. Two ones and two twos. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do yep. that. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Um, I think that's fair, too. And then all of a sudden, the Saints could get really healthy, too. Yeah, at the same time. But I agree with you. Kyle Pitts was a great pick, and he's a, he's a Tremendous. really, really good-looking player. Uh, you, think, you think Jimmy Graham, except maybe a little more physical, similar type of guy. Yeah, and a little faster, so. too. I mean, yeah, the, guy, the, guy's, the guy's a freak of nature. I mean, the guy, mm -hmm. the guy is a mm – -hmm. He, he's an exceptional athlete, and yeah. believe me, when, when LSU upset Florida a couple of years ago when they did yeah. that in the rain, when they kicked that, that – uh, when uh, uh, Cade York kicked that monster field goal, yeah. if Kyle Pitts is on the field that night, I'm not sure that happens. Right. All right, it's 504-260-1061, 260-1061 if you'd like to join us. Second hour begins in just a moment on the 3 Tailgaters Show. We'll get into college baseball, NBA, and more. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 hybrid or rugged V90 cross country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus. Greta Van Susteren is back and making waves. She's joining Newsmax as host of the new show, The Record, with Greta Van Susteren. Starting June 14th, Greta reports on the big stories from Washington and around the world, giving you the facts you need to know. Greta is smart, asks the tough questions, and is always fair. She's the real deal. Journalism the way it ought to be. That's why millions are making the switch to Newsmax. Make the switch and watch Greta Van Susteren 
Susteren. Get the info about her new show. Just text the word Greta to 39747 or go to Greta'sBack.com. That's Greta'sBack.com. Newsmax is America's fastest growing cable news channel. It's on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. Make the switch today and get the latest on Greta's new show. Text Greta to 39747. Newsmax is real news for real people. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair going on now. See open positions at Los Efe's Grill, Woodhouse Day Spa, Minton Dentistry, Silver Slipper Casino, Lakeview Harbor, Juniors on Harrison, Church's Karate, Republic National Distributing Company, and Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on the Cumulus Job Fair link. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. College baseball regionals got underway yesterday. Four Louisiana teams participating, and it was a good night. Three out of four were victorious last night in a lot of different ways, by the way. And then looking at the SEC, six out of eight teams won their opening games. One did not play because of weather. Ole Miss uh, did not play. Georgia got beat. Vanderbilt got beat. But Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and, of course, LSU were all victorious last night from an SEC perspective. All right, let's start with the bottom to the top because Southeastern got blitzed early. Uh, they just got wiped out at Auburn. It was 13-1 to before you could blink an eye. And Auburn went on to win 19-7 to in the opening game of the Auburn Regional as the Tigers just went crazy early on. And Cole Foster had three home runs. And so Southeastern into the loser's bracket and you know, they'll face UCLA trying to stay alive. They had no surprise about the outcome there, but what was shocking is that Auburn scored 11 runs in the bottom of the first inning. Well, you know, look, you got you to have pitching, Kenny. I mean, I went back and looked at these scores from, from last night, and it's pretty amazing when you, when you look at the regionals. There were 13 games where a team scored 10 runs or more. Now, I know some of that is attributable, attributed to the fact that a one is playing a four. And, that, and that, that has something to do with it. But when you watch the game, you realize how much of an advantage teams that have a lot of pitching have, especially in these situations. And, you know, as you get deeper into the weekend, you're going to have longer games more pitching changes, and I think more runs scored, don't you? Well, sure, and it's interesting because it's, it's you know, everybody talks about how velocity's up everywhere in pitching, and hitting is not as prevalent in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and it's not the live batter in college baseball, and yet, you're right, mm-hmm. here we are seeing all of these, mm-hmm. these runs scored, right? Well, uh, you know, people can talk about velocity all they want, but how about control? How about no walks? 
I mean, I've, I, I'm watching this game last night, and it just seemed like walk, walk, walk. I mean, especially late mm -hmm. in the game. And you know, that's yeah. the one thing Devin Fontenot did. He came in and he threw strikes. And boy, if you get a guy like that who can who can get who can get busy in the strike zone, you always have a chance. And I think that's just a hard um, a hard thing to acquire is a is a, is is good pitching. Just hard to get. All right, let's move on to the Austin Regional, where Louisiana Tech, very impressive. 12-5 over Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist is a good program that's in the NCAA tournament every year. Uh, and if advanced, in fact, then that's a really impressive win for Tech. Lance Burroughs has done a great job with that program. Remember, they hosted last year. And here they are winning their opening game at Dishfog Field this year, beating Dallas Baptist 12-5. So now the Bulldogs, uh, who got an inside-the-park home run in that game, a grand slam inside-the-park home run, no less, uh, was the highlight of the game, and the end result is they move on to play Texas now because, you know, Texas was a winner last night, so uh, there you go. I mean, it's Texas and Louisiana Tech. It's hard to beat Texas at Dish Falk. Of course, David Pierce is the coach there. I was just in Austin last week, 6 p.m. this evening. Uh, I guess we should not be shocked by Tech. As I mentioned, Lane Burroughs has done a great job, and, and this, is a, this is a good team. Louisiana Tech's a solid program. Conference USA is a good baseball league, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at what's going on here and what, what, the, what these teams have done, and I, I think it's a good league, and I think, uh, you know, there may be some people that uh, frowned on the fact that Southern Miss had the second-best earned run average in the country this year at, uh, at 3.16. But, I mean, if, if you look at um, the league they're playing in, I think the league they're playing in is pretty good. Yeah, I do too. Corona had the inside the park home run. He drove in six runs and, and homered twice in the game for Tech as he was gigantic in that victory for Louisiana Tech. And then, of course, uh, maybe the best game involving any team from Louisiana was the one that took place in College Station where Louisiana Raging Cajuns held off number 22-ranked TCU 7-6 in the opening round there. That's a class program in TCU that, that Louisiana defeated and obviously puts them in the winner's bracket. Julian Brock, a two-run RBI single in the sixth inning. C.J. Willis with an RBI triple, and that gave them a little pad. TCU came back, closed it within one, but couldn't close the deal. So a huge win for the Raging Cajuns. And they now will move on to face uh, you-know-who uh, in the next round because uh, it's Texas A&M. And... That's going to be obviously a tough game, but this is a really good result for Louisiana, and clearly uh, it puts them in a great position. You mean the University of Louisiana at Lafayette? Yeah, I, I, I'm just going by what they, they want to be called, Louisiana. So, <laughs> so look, we, and, you know, it's interesting that you brought this up. All right, so let me, let me, let me say this to you now. All right, so... Lenny Van Gilder listens to this show with regularity and jumps on sometimes. And uh -huh. we could have had him on to talk college baseball this morning. Jude Young uh -huh. might be listening too. We had a uh -huh. spirited conversation and agreement or disagreement on that this week because uh -huh. here's, here's the deal. In print, okay. in print, when a school chooses to be identified a certain way, you refer to them that way because that's what they choose to be identified as. When you're on a talk show or anything else, 
where you can opine, then it's yeah. different. So we're on a talk show right now. So mm-hmm. when you read about it, including at CrescentCitySports.com, it's, it's mm-hmm. the University of Louisiana, which is uh-huh. what they choose to be called. When we uh-huh. talk about it, then clearly we can go the way we choose to go because it's our opinion about whether it's uh-huh. UL, which they're not. I mean, that's Louisville, uh, right? Uh-huh. Or it's Louisiana Lafayette, which is where they're located. Louisiana uh-huh. Monroe goes by ULM, Louisiana Monroe, but they don't want to be called ULL or Louisiana Lafayette. So they don't want UL. They don't want Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want ULL. They want University of Louisiana. We all know what this is all about, and it's political, and you're going to have passionate feelings on both sides of it. And I get it. But to me, uh, if you have two different universities that are under the same system that bear the same name, which is the case with Monroe and Lafayette, I think you need to differentiate because you have more than one. That's just my opinion. And therefore, I would, I would say that, uh, that calling yourself Louisiana would not be distinguishable because uh, you have another school that is in the same system that has the same name but is in a different location. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think that's the sensible way to look at it. Um, here's my point. I go on their website. I'm looking on their website right now. Yeah. Okay? And here's what it says. University of Louisiana Lafayette. That's what their website says. So that's, that's who they are. They're not. They're, they think they're LSU. They're not LSU. They're not. Okay? They're not the state. And what, what that Louisiana is is trying to claim territory that you are the state university. You are not the state university. The state university is Louisiana State University. All right? And I didn't make that, I didn't make that decision, and you didn't make that decision. All right? What I don't like is, what I don't like is, is I get an email every once in a while about what to call them. Well, that's what okay? we, re- that's what we right. received this week because of a reference right. and a difference that occurred in opinion, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. So right, exactly. So my my point is, my point is, don't worry. You just you just worry about what you're doing, okay? And the only thing I'm going to do is call you what you say you are on your own website. And right now I'm looking at your website, and it says the University of Louisiana Lafayette. All right. Okay. I'm, but I'm if looking I wanna, at if I, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the front page. Uh, right. The school website yeah. says University of Louisiana, Louisiana in bold letters, and then Lafayette in small letters right. under that. But yeah. right, but they're 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 trying to hide the fact that it's Louisiana Lafayette. It's Louisiana Lafayette. All right, that's what it is. And you know what? I don't want to hear from you if I call you ULL. All right, sue me if you don't like it. Then that's all I can say. Well, again, it's an opinion, and that's what we're here to, to voice in this particular circumstance, and that's what we're doing. And uh-huh. as I said before, just my opinion, I think when you have uh, two different schools under the same moniker that carry the same name brand, uh-huh. then it's a different animal. So, I mean, that's my feeling about this. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? You, uh, University of Louisiana Monroe has no, no problem being called ULM, do they? No. No, well, that's their, no. again— that's their choice, yeah. and, and I get it. So yeah, they, they have no they have no problem being called ULM. You know what you know what right. really makes in some ways it's 
it's funny because uh, I'm not going to name names, but I've listened to broadcasts, all right, uh, and occasionally the Cajuns and the Tigers cross paths, right, in baseball uh-huh. in particular, uh, once in a while in the other sports, but not that often. And without naming names and listening to broadcasts, I've heard on those broadcasts one side referring to the other as Louisiana State. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, you get, whatever. You get my drift, right? Yeah, sure. I got, I got your drift. Look, I, I get They prefer it. to be All called right. LSU, so. Right, right, exactly. But you know what? They, they prefer to be called LSU. But you know what? I, I, if I've ever referred to LSU as Louisiana State University, I don't get an email from their PR department telling no. me what to do. You and I All both, right. exactly. I, yes. I, I've, never, I've never had that problem in Well, it's, in it's, 40, the, it's the formal name. Exactly. It. It's the formal name of the university, Louisiana State right. University. So if anybody has a problem with them calling you that, shame on right. you because that's the formal name of your university. Uh, and right. on the other hand, if we call you LSU, no problem there either. And, and so that's an interesting dynamic in that particular instance. And then, of course, with regard to uh, Louisiana Lafayette, look, we, we grew up with USL, and they changed the branding, and I understand that uh, because of what they, you know, what they wanted to do at that particular time and try to regionalize rather than being localized. But, again, I have no problem with what anybody chooses to be called. That's their prerogative. But your point is the one I would make, which is, you know, People, some people get crazy about it and all up in the air when well, you I mean, look, refer can, to them as what they actually are and right. where they're located. So it's okay. I mean, if you want to be nice about it and say, well, you know, I appreciate it. You know, we'd like to be called this if possible. Thank you. That's different. But, yeah, some of the time you get some, uh, some animosity coming from that side. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've, I've, I've spoken to a few people who have worked in the Lafayette television market. And they will tell you how sensitive people are there to, to that fact. And, uh, the, you know, from the TV side, they don't even want you to cover LSU football or report on their games. It's the state university, and it's less than an Tiger Stadium is less than an hour from their campus, all right? And it is the state university, and you have a tremendous amount of LSU graduates who are in the Lafayette area. And, but it's, it's amazing. And look, I encountered some of that when I was at Lake Charles uh, 40 years ago with McNeese. They didn't think you should be giving LSU any coverage. And I'm like, well, sorry, that's, that's, not, good. that's not the way it's going to happen here. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, Kenny. It's pretty amazing. Well, again, the territorial is, is borders an absurdity because from my perspective, I pull for all of them. And I want to mm-hmm. see, see McNeese win. I want to see... Louisiana Raging Cajuns or Louisiana Lafayette or whatever win. I want to see LSU win. I want to see Tulane win. I want to see ULM win. I want to see Northwestern State win. I want to see Nickel State win. I want to see Southeastern win. I want to see Centenary win. I'm from this state. I'm happy when that occurs. I'd love to see sure. that happen. Why wouldn't you? No, I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't think there's I – don't, I, don't I don't have any problem with any of those schools. I hope they all win. But don't call me up and tell me how to do my job, okay? If you don't like the way I'm doing my job, then here's what you do. You call my management and complain about me. That's your right. Well, don't LSU. Call and, don't call me and tell me how to do my job. Right. Okay? Uh, we didn't, yeah, we'll talk about LSU next here in baseball because of their wild win last night. But 
it's interesting because, you know, you've got, uh, you got LSU playing Southern Miss tonight. Well, you can call Southern Miss Southern Miss. You can call them USM. Nobody gets bothered by that. Either way, the reference. But uh, speaking of which, that was in the, the positive side is unbelievable comeback by LSU last night. That was, that was astronomical, overcoming 11-4 deficit in one inning's time. But that's what they can do offensively. The negative side, of course, their top pitcher spit the bit, and they got knocked all over the place, and so did Cooper. Uh, and obviously they, they, they can't. Well, look, we've talked about this. Uh, they, they're in a regional. They have a chance. Southern Miss is good, and they're the favorite, and they're at home. Uh, could LSU win that regional? Yes. Can LSU threaten uh, at the national level? No, because their pitching is not good enough. And I think we saw that again last night. Well, you know, I, uh, I did an interview with, uh, with Joe Sherman on Monday about the regional. And he said LSU's got to win 12 to 11. Their pitching's not good <laughs> enough. And you know what? He was grossly mistaken. They won 14 to 11. I can't, I can't believe that he had such a – uh, an opinion that was a stray like that. You know, he, he couldn't have been a little more accurate and said they needed to win 14 to 11. Yeah, he blew it. Come on, Joe. He blew it. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, in fact, I called, I called Joe in the middle of all of this last yeah. night. And, and he was just laughing. He was like, you know what? That's how they're going to have to win. They're going to have to outscore people. And so I maybe thought he made a real, I thought he made a real valid point, you know? He did make a real valid point, but if we – Referred to them as DU. Is he going to call in and get mad? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just kidding. Uh, yep. Look, I mean, look, everybody's or DCC. In, DCC, or D- yeah, Delgado or Community DCC. College. We're That's call right. D- DCC you, from now DCC, on. They're not man. Delgado anymore. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, and and everyone is welcome to an opinion, and it's respected as long as it's not. Uh, vulgar or astronomically offensive. So that's it. But we live in a world today where people apparently can't have opinions. So there's that too. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Joe's in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, glad you called. Welcome to the show. So you have a problem with UL. So, <laughs> so they I don't have a problem with anything. From- I don't have a problem with anything. Why? So they, they wanted to rebrand themselves to get away from the directional school thing, and we can all understand that. Of course. You know, yeah, I, I, said so, that, I said that earlier. But yeah. why? Why is everybody so sensitive about UL calling themselves UL, especially ULSU Tigers? Have a no, they're, U, they're the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. They're trying to brand themselves as a state university. That's what they're trying to do. All right? It's nothing but LSU. Is it a part of the university system? Yes, it is. It's a part of the university system that has a school called called Louisiana Monroe. Correct. Yeah, correct. Just like like Louisiana Monroe, just like the other schools who are are, uh, McNeese and Northwestern uh, are uh, all part of that same system. University of New Orleans is part of that system. Yeah, and you notice how they went with UNO. So, I mean... no, they prefer to be called. They prefer to be called New Orleans now, New Orleans, and they've made yeah. that. They've made that very clear. And yet, when I call them UNO, and I did their games nobody, forever, and have deep ties to the university, nobody gets mad or offended. Okay, right. I, yeah, again, nobody. nobody that's the nobody that's the point, Joe. Nobody. <laughs> that's the point. It's not about whether you whether you you know people call you ULL or UL or or Louisiana or Louisiana Lafayette or Louisiana Raging Cajuns. It's all of it is applicable because it's all 
it all fits the model. Look, you could go into Texas, and A&M sometimes just wants to go by Texas Aggies. No, they're Texas A&M. You have a Texas, okay? That's in Austin. I just came from there. So and we got a Texas state. And you have Southwest a Texas Southwest state. Texas. So you have Southwest Texas. A problem with that. You could go on and on. You got North Texas, okay? We could go on and on. But again, it's not about what you choose. That's fine. It's about who you are and and how you react to it. That's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> Real quick, LSU last night. I'm watch. I'm trying to watch this game. Uh, I what? can't get. Why are you watching that? You Why you, you hate watching, LSU. Watching, Why are you watching that you're game? You're watching the Big Twelve, Joe. What are you watching LSU for? My you game was early. LSU. I won. You just okay, wanted to. Look. You just wanted to watch LSU lose. But go ahead. I did. I wanted to see LSU lose, and then, right. you know you're down eleven four, and you're in the eighth inning, and then all of a sudden, a barrage of hits. What do you think's yeah. going on there? Well, here's you don't here's think what they change the strike zone at all? No, no. I think here's what I think's going on there. Kennesaw State had two. Their earned run average is over six. Right. season as a team. Kennesaw State had two pitchers. They threw them both last night. They did. The first, the first guy got knocked around. The second guy was really good for a while, but he got tired. And then you saw what happened when he, when he didn't have anything, any, when he had no gas left in the tank and they went to the bullpen, they got killed. They got two pitchers. They threw them both last night. That's what happened. And if the, and if that, the other guy... He did a great job. He pitched for a long time. But at some point, he just tired. And once he lost some steam on those pitches, they were able to hit him. He, he, he lost location. They have two pitchers. They threw both of them last night. And once they hmm. took the second guy out of the game, I think that was it. Yeah, I, I, I saw the umpire take the corners away, and then you had to throw it down. Oh, <laughs> Did you, see the LSU, did you see the LSU hitter? Did you see the LSU hitter get called out in the fourth inning on a pitch in the opposite batter's box with two on? Come on, man. You're looking through rose-colored glasses, buddy. It works no, both no. ways. Joe, Come Joe, on. You're looking, get Joe, serious, you're looking, man. Joe, you're looking through. You know me. Get serious. Joe, no, you look sure you care. You just you just pointed out your bias. You do care. You pointed out number one. You said you hate LSU. You're watching to see them lose. So there you go. You do care. So don't give me that. Come on, man. Come on, Joseph. <laughs> no, I didn't want y'all to go out and say they're oh they're an incredible hitting team and because they were no. getting mowed down until the no we didn't and that's we didn't all I'm we're not saying we're not saying anything like that. The only thing I said was Kennesaw State saw, saw had two pitchers. They hit the first guy. The second guy came in, and he did a great job for a while. But guess what? When he was out of gas and they had to go to the bullpen, well, that was it. Forget about it. Right, and what I said was they're a very good hitting team, and that uh, that's their only ticket, and that they're a threat to win that regional, but not a threat to win anything else because their pitching's not good enough. You have a problem with that? I'm on pins and needles with Louisiana Tech. We don't have pitching either, all right? So if we get out of this regional – we're lucky, and I'm being dead serious. Air Force was doing all these two-out hits. They got like eight two-out hits, and if they had men on base, we would lose that game. Yeah. So I'm worried. So got we'll it. see how Louisiana Tech does. All right, buddy. Appreciate hearing like from you, you man. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. See you, man. 504 Renny, you're up next. We'll take a timeout first. Back in a moment here with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. 
Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus. During these challenging times, it's easy to get wrapped up in the fear, the drama, and the pressures of the moment. That's why for these past few months, I've been encouraging people, don't lose your song. Don't lose your praise. It's important. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds. One writer said, it's impossible to exaggerate the greatness of our God. There's power in praise. The word says that God lives there. It can't be stopped. It can't be legislated. Luke 19 tells the account of the disciples and they're praising Jesus, it's getting noisy. The Pharisees said, tell them to pipe down. And Jesus said, if I tell them to do that, the rocks are gonna cry out immediately. Well, I don't want a rock taking my place and I'm not gonna lose my song. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries or on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. Don't let a rock take your place, and don't lose your song. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. Everybody's got an opinion. It's pretty interesting as we move on. A note from, from Jay from my last segment, Ed. He says, Ken and Ed, it's ooh-la-la. Okay? So, Whatever. everybody's going to have an opinion everybody's going to and that's he's just having fun obviously but look just to put a wrap on that real simple uh they want to be called university of louisiana that's how i'm going to refer to them in print because that's what they want to be called and 
you know, with regard to straight reporting, that's what we'll call them. With regard to opining, uh, then it's a different story, and that's not uh, necessarily uh, what I'm going to refer to them as. So that's just that's my opinion. That's for, for better or for worse, but respectful regardless. And as I said before, pulling hard for them and pulling hard for all of our schools from Absolutely. Louisiana. Genuinely. Genuinely. Absolutely. Look, we, we, have, uh, we have friends over there. We've had friends that have coached there. Uh, a lot of people we know. You bet. The only, th- the only thing I'm saying, and look, they're not sending me a note telling me how to refer to the school, okay? It's all these other crazies. Yep. All right. It's 504-260-1061. 260-1061 for you to join in the conversation. Rennie's in New Orleans. Rennie, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Three Tailgater Show. Hey, hey, Ken, uh, Ed, enjoying the show. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed that segment with uh, our mutual friend, Omar Khan. I know y'all have been, like you, like you mentioned, uh, when you when you had Omar on, you've been talking about the opportunities that, that uh, hopefully this time would come for him. And well-deserving, I had the opportunity to work with Omar for a couple of years when he was at the Saints. And, and as, you, as you know, just a genuine, first-class, hard-working, person great representative of our city uh someone who's definitely going to bring another title to pittsburgh and i think everyone knew years ago even when omar was in his early 20s that he'd be given this opportunity and this chance um personally would have loved to have seen him back in new orleans at some point uh with the saints but i think he probably got the job that that's best suited for him and and one that he's, he's always wanted great franchise great city He's got a great family there. And uh, just wanted to say, you know, he, he said he wants you all to bring some, some New Orleans items when you all make it to Pittsburgh. I've been getting beignets with, with Omar for the last 15 years. And the last time we went to morning call, I said, Omar, you know, we always get beignets when you're in town. He said, he said yeah, I don't, I don't even like beignets. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Ken, when you said you'll bring him some beignets, just don't do it. Maybe the trouble of that because uh, don't do it he doesn't okay. like it. I, I, so but uh couldn't be happier for omar he's going to do well and there, there are already a lot of steelers fans in town and i can guarantee you with omar's ties now as general manager a lot of people from new orleans are going to be pulling for pittsburgh and oh, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you i'm i'm pulling for them I, although i'm now i'm now torn because now i'm now I'm pulling for two teams in that division. It's hard not to pull for the Bengals. So, oh, absolutely. Because I like them and both. I, and I, I sent a, a quick text to Omar a little while ago. I said it was a great segment. Just a, just a lot of Rumble Raider talk there. And uh, <laughs> really, Rumble ought to use that in, in, in their admissions campaign. That was just that was beautiful. And he's always been a, a big supporter of Rumble and always spoken highly about his time there. I'm not a Rumble graduate, but... I know how much it means to to Omar, and uh, he's really a great family. Almost meant a lot to him. Tulane. He's just a very loyal person to every every group he's been a part of, and I think you know I think that's one of the reasons why the Rooney's entrust him with leading their franchise. Leading well, listen, I'm I'm right there with you, and Ed and I. Yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can can try to amend uh, the. Uh, the Rumble talk with a little Wolfpack pride here, right? Does that, <laughs> does that right. work? That's right. You Look, yeah, everything y'all do for Loyola is great, and, and I haven't had the chance to talk to y'all since Stacey Hollowell got a big promotion yes. job with, with, Ole, with Ole Miss, Associate Athletic Director for Basketball. He's going to do great, and uh, he will. I'm just so happy for Stacey. 
another loyal guy who put in so many years with the Wolfpack. Whoever would have thought we won, we would have won a national championship. But good for him. And mm-hmm. uh, look, I'm an Ole Miss fan now. For, for oh, there you go. So, yeah, hey, you're, you're, all right, guys, I don't want to take too much of your time. All right, Rennie. Thanks for having Omar on. Appreciate, uh, it's our pleasure, Rennie. Thank you. Appreciate the call. And great Loyola was a great story this year. And we have deep admiration for our university. Ed and I both attended Loyola at the same time. And, of course, my late father was a Loyola grad, and so is our son. So there's tremendous ties that bind there to an outstanding university. And what a year they had in basketball this year. And I agree with you. Stacy will do a terrific job. Uh, in any capacity, especially now at Ole Miss, and wish him nothing but the best. We keep exporting this talent, Ed. Mm. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, again, nothing what but success. Me, you know what amazes me, though, Kenny, sometimes? Yeah. Is how people around here always think somebody from somewhere else is better. That's, that's one thing that I do not understand around here. Well, we're on the topic. Specs. We're on the topic of college baseball. Baseball. So before we move on to the NBA and the Pelicans, what about the two-lane job? Jake Gotro said he's not coming. So where is that standing now? We've heard a lot on that front, but nothing has transpired as of yet. Your take? Uh, I think it's going to be either Chris Ostrander. Uh, David Pierce's assistant at Texas, mm-hmm. who was with him at Tulane. Yeah. Or Jay Ullman. Well, if you if you if it's Ullman, you're you're promoting from within. Correct. Uh, from a staff that you deemed wasn't successful enough. And I have zero against Jay. And if he's that guy, that's great. But I would find that a, a peculiar sell, considering you just decided you weren't going in that uh-huh. direction, right? No, I understand. I, I get it. I, get I mean, it. I, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I don't know Jay, but I admire the fact that he had to take over a very difficult situation. And if he's well, liked within, if he's well-respected, I get it, okay? I get it. Well, here's the thing about, here's the thing about Jay Ullman. If, if, you, if Jay Ullman is your guy, then most of the guys in the transfer portal, I think, come back. If he's not your guy, I think that you probably lose a ton of those guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the other guy that, I, that I'm referring to at uh, is uh, you're talking about Sean Pierce. Allen. Sean Allen at Texas. Yeah, Sean Pierce. Allen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Allen, of course, was with him at Tulane, and I was going to bring that up. So clearly, he's a guy that has been at Sam Houston State as well previously. So he's had a lot of experience and success, and that would that would make sense too. Uh, I wrote about it recently in the Rick Jones coaching tree, and that's the direction they tried to go in, but it didn't work out. But David Pierce, who did a fine job there in his two seasons and has gone on to big things at Texas, clearly would be another route to go. So uh, that makes sense too. But, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens in that uh, particular regard because some people you know, had mentioned – that there was a possibility that Justin Hill and McNeese could be in that mix, that Matt Reiser could be in that mix again from Southeastern. Of course, Southeastern beat McNeese in the Southland Conference Tournament, so uh, those names have popped up too. But again, my guess is they'll have something done here pretty soon. I think they will. And by the way, the longer it goes, maybe that points towards Sean Allen because Texas is still alive. 
Yeah, and so is, so is, uh, so is Southern Miss with Chris Ostrander. With Chris Ostrander at Southern Miss. So, so again, you're looking at two programs that are still playing. And if either one of those guys is your guy, then certainly you will wait to get your man. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, latest on the Pelicans. And C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson, they're going to work out together? Great. Also, the NBA playoffs and more and whatever else you'd like to discuss. Glad you're with us. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgater Show continues in a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at nashfm1061.com. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Attention hurricane victims of New Orleans. Here's something I bet you didn't know. Hurricanes are the most underpaid claims there are. Insurance companies know they can get away with a lot after a hurricane, and what they pay you is normally way less than you deserve. You need a payout in your favor, not theirs. Remember, you are the victim, not them. Don't get taken by some adjuster trying to make a name for themselves, saving their company thousands by slow-paying, low-balling, or denying your claim. You pay them to have help when you need it most, but when it comes time for them to pay you, all you get is denied, delayed, and underpaid. The folks over at Clear Claim Public Adjusters know what it's like. They've made hurricane claims their number one priority. Let them inspect and give you an estimate showing all the things your insurance probably left off or undervalued. This means thousands more in your pocket. You have nothing to lose, only money to gain. That's right, they will give you their expert opinion for free. Remember, even if you already filed and got paid, they can probably get you a lot more money. They even take calls till midnight. Call 504-677-8000. Carla's retiring early next month. We're all going to have to learn to pick up the slack. The dessert-making role at Sawyer's Restaurant, deserted. They need a new pastry chef who can souffle like it's a piece of cake. Come on, guys, we've got a line out the door. How much longer for those croissants? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com credit. 
Terms and conditions apply. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great, from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked, so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts. Designed to be worn, untucked. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Ken and Ed with you, and we're glad you've chosen to be with us this morning on the three tailgaters show. So the Pelicans in their offseason, and... C.J. McCollum showed great leadership here last year. Played well, obviously, but showed really strong leadership. And I thought that was extremely important for a team that has a lot of young players. Meanwhile, C.J. McCollum will work out with Zion Williamson in the offseason. And Zion's going to work out with Pelicans veterans this offseason. And McCollum saying he's taking Williamson under his arms, so to speak. So to me, uh, Ed, this is a very positive development, uh, and I think it it reflects extremely well on McCollum, first of all. Uh, But it reflects on the chemistry with the veterans wanting to work out in the offseason together. And then uh, with Zion, hopefully that reflects a commitment too in the sense that he's now buying in and that he's going to be with his teammates in this regard and led by McCollum, who's leading the way. Yeah, look, uh, you can't help but uh, be impressed by, you know, C.J. McCollum, not only as a, uh, as a really good NBA player, but, but also as a, uh, as a leader. And he's just a really good guy, sharp guy. And uh, he was a great pickup. That was, just a, that was a tremendous trade for the Pelicans. I know they're paying him a lot of money, but believe me, he's earning it. And if he can help, he uh, brings Zion along and, you know, 
look, we all need mentors. I, I need mentors right now. And, and I'm, I'm not exactly a spring chicken. And I think we all need mentors at some point in our life. And I think that, that he could be a great mentor for Zion Williamson. Why not? The guy's had a lot of success in the NBA. I'm sure he can teach Zion a few things then, that maybe will help him uh, beyond his enormous physical skills, which there's no doubt that he has. Well, I pay homage to the mentors I've had and, and the people that have enabled me to do what I do throughout my life because I deeply, deeply appreciate it. And had they not provided that for me, I would not have had anywhere near the opportunities I received, including oh, I, look, I, I, where I'm at you now. Know, I, I have a bunch of people like that in my life that have, that have, uh, that have given me a lot of opportunities, and I, I, I certainly appreciate them. And, you know, and that goes all the way back to our days at, at Rommel, our days at Loyola, my days as an intern at Channel 8. There were so many people there th that helped me. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why when, sometimes when I go to speaking engagements, people still ask me to tell Buddy Villaberto stories. And mm -hmm. believe me, I could, I, could, I could tell them all night. But the one thing that I, uh, you know, there's a, a couple things that I learned uh, from Buddy, and one of them was to uh, always give your opinion. Don't don't cower, no matter no matter what, whether people like it or not. And 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 the thing that I also learned from Buddy is is that uh, he was a tremendous writer. And I think a lot of people lost sight of that, the fact that he worked uh, for the Times Picayune for all those years. Uh, Times Picayune. It was either the Picayune or the States item he worked for. Might have been the States, but anyhow. Mm -hmm. Regardless, uh, you know, he was an excellent writer as well. And there's a lot of things I learned from, from him. There's a lot of things I learned from Mel Levitt. Uh, there's a lot of things that I've learned from a lot of people at, uh, along the way in my career. And, um, and uh, so if, if C.J. McCollum can, can teach Zion Williamson, then I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a really positive development. And I always thank uh, Pat Matthews for giving me my first opportunity as voices on this show. I thank Bruce Miller for, for giving me my first sports opportunity and, and for giving me some really good advice at a young age and, and Wayne Mack for, for doing the same and, and befriending me when I was young and trying to help me along. Uh, Bob Mitchell, the real Robert Mitchell, who was great to me and gave me every chance. And Bill Engel, uh, my general manager, who gave me that chance. Johnny Andrews, yeah, who was sure. wonderful, wonderful in my life and gave me uh, tremendous yeah. opportunities. Uh, and, and I learned a lot every step of the way. And then John Ferguson, you know, who took a liking to me. And John, John gave me the best advice I could ever receive. Make sure you speak the King's English. It's important to enunciate. It's important to let people know. Do not leave anything to chance about people understanding what you're saying. And more, most important thing you can do is to pronounce and enunciate correctly so that people fully understand and don't mistake anything that you say. And I took that to heart. And he was uh, the ultimate linguist in that regard. My, my favorite, my, my favorite um, Bruce Miller line. You ready? Yeah. Man alive. Man alive, yeah. Man <laughs> alive. Between he and Wayne, between he and Wayne with old brother, and man alive. <laughs> old oh, oh uh, brother, but that, but, but when, when you were listening to a two-lane game and they said man alive, okay? Then it you, wasn't good. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a good development. No, man. Man alive. <laughs> Not at all, but again, I think it's a very positive development for the Pelicans. I think McCollum's presence has made a difference, and I think Willie Green's presence has obviously yeah. made a difference. So 
Nothing but you know, positives but, there. But let's look at it, though. Why wouldn't Zion Williamson want to play there? You know, I mean, it's, it's just there's, 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 no, there's no reason to not want to play, you know, with that, with that kind of cast around you. I mean, there, there, is, there is none. Of course, the bigger issue there is him playing, period. So mm-hmm. got to get him on the floor and keep him on the floor. That is, to me, the biggest issue of all at mm-hmm. this stage. All right, mm-hmm. it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. One more segment to go. We'll touch on the NBA Finals as we continue. Ken and Ed, 3 Tailgater Show, 1061 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at bergeronchryslerjeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Carla's retiring early next month. We're all going to have to learn to pick up a slack. The dessert-making role at Sawyer's Restaurant, deserted. Tom, if you can handle beignets. They need a new pastry chef who can souffle like it's a piece of cake. Come on, guys, we've got a line out the door. How much longer for those croissants? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts. 
Designed to be worn, untucked. Erica, you bought a metal roof from Walker Metals. What made you go that route instead of shingles? I love my new roof from Walker Metals. It has added beauty and value to my home. It was installed right over my old shingles. The staff was so friendly. They walked me through the process and helped me choose the best color to match my house. This was the best decision I made. I save on my utility bills and my homeowner's insurance. If you need a new roof, think outside the shingles. Walker Metals has 12 colors to choose from with a 40-year rust warranty and Galloon Plus with a 20-year warranty against rusting. Call Walker Metals, 225-791-7791. Stop by and talk to the friendly folks or visit walkermetalroofing.com. You'll love your new metal roof from Walker. They look great, last forever, and are more resistant to wind, fire, and hail. Visit walkermetalroofing.com or call 225-791-7791 or just stop by. Walker Metals is your source for quality metal roofing. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Last chance today, call the Free Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And we welcome Tony and Kenner. Tony, thanks for your patience, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Great show. Um, I got a subject on, uh, a little different than what you guys have been talking about. I'm interested to hear your take on um, the baseball stadium. Uh, I don't even know what they call it anymore. Is that the old Zephyr Field? Um, I know before COVID, you guys were at least in the know on some movements for a new minor league baseball team. Um, I, I'll just tell you, I've called the show before. I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a good location for minor league baseball anymore. However, I'm a little sad to see about the flexibility possibly leaving with, uh, with the reconfiguration they're talking about. And I'm just interested to hear you guys' take on what's going on with that. Sure, uh, no problem. Uh, and I'll let you go first. And I'll well, be glad Tony, to let me ask pick you a up. question while I got here. Why do you okay. think that's no longer? Why do you think that's no longer a good spot for minor league baseball? I think because no one goes to just goes to a minor league baseball game. I think uh, even the major leagues now they have it within city centers and places uh, like that. So, I, someone like myself, I would go to it. But I think on the whole, it's no longer a, a good site. I think it needs to be in the downtown area or even in a, a unique area like the North Shore where, where that becomes part of the community. That's just my mm-hmm. feeling on it, uh, Ed. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I, I, you know, I've, I've heard that. You're, I, don't, I think you're not alone in, in, in feeling that way. Um, yeah, I look at what but, the Braves did in Atlanta. They, they left a perfectly good stadium where really there was you know, no one living near it or whatever uh-huh. and moved it to, to a suburban area. I think that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Uh, well, I mean, you know, this is a, in, in a suburban area. Uh, so, um, you know, if it were downtown, um, I'm not sure it would do any better. Uh, th- there would be some uniqueness to it, but I think that it, that would wear off. Um, you know, my, my only concern is this. If there's, no, if there's allegedly no market for minor league baseball, how is there a market for minor league soccer? Yeah, I don't disagree. But what's your take on what they want to do with the stadium? Well, they could do that right now and not spend fifty million dollars. Okay. If you wanted to play high school soccer, if you wanted to play high school soccer, could you play there right now? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I just I'm interested. Right. No, I'm I'm just asking. My point is, my point is, the infield has been turfed by the rugby team. So if you wanted to play high school football, or yeah, if you wanted to play high school football or high school soccer right now. 
my, my point is you could spend one to two million dollars in the stadium to, to fix up some ancillary things and you could do all the things they're talking about right now. Yeah. Does without this kill spending minor league fi- without spending without spending fifty million dollars. Yeah. Does this so kill I, minor league baseball coming back? And you, oh, and you I'm, guys I'm sure think, think, if, think, if yeah. this Definitely. project happens, it kills minor league okay. baseball. Yeah. Sure it does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It kills it. Were we no close? Way. Were we close in getting? I know there was yeah. a group working on the double A portion. Y'all might have been involved in that. I don't know. Were, yeah, were I mean, we close? Know, yeah, they, I think I think they were uh, they were reasonably close. Yes, but you know I don't I, uh, I don't that's think too, then it's too bad then if we're if we're closing the door on that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean that's basically what that's basically what you are doing. My point is, no one has explained to me, okay, why we can't do. Soccer, high school football, AAU soccer, whatever, at a facility like that right now because it's ready to do all of that right now. All right? And the last thing that I think should happen is what happened across the street where a building was supposed to be $23 million and wind up costing double that. And yeah. I want to know how many events are in that building a year. If someone could call me and tell me. And I'm referring to the theater of performing arts. I'm not against the theater. I'm not against the performing arts. But I want to know how many, how many, um, how many events are in that building every year. For, because everything has a price point. And my point is you could still play soccer and football and all.